Israeli officials are bracing themselves for an interim ruling from the International Court of Justice on uh, this country's allegation that the war in Gaza amounts to genocide against Palestinians. Joining me on the line is Dr. Oscar van Heerden. He is a senior research fellow for African Diplomacy and Leadership at the University of Johannesburg. Oscar, a very good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning, Africa, and good morning to the listeners. And I suppose we should be clear that what we expect to hear from The Hague later today is um, whether or not Israel needs to announce a ceasefire in Gaza and allow more humanitarian aid uh, facilitated by the United Nations to move into the country. We will not be hearing a verdict on the broader issue of whether or not Israel is um, committing genocide, right? Indeed, indeed. Um, the case of genocide is still a long way off, unfortunately. Um, as you know, it will it will take quite a number of years because that case involves um, lots of evidence, lots of witnesses, lots of investigations um, uh, in order to collect the evidence and so forth. So that broader case of whether Israel is committing genocide uh, or ha- is committing uh, intent to have to commit genocide is still a long way off, um, unfortunately. So on to the more immediate issue then. We all watched on the 11th and the 12th of January as legal representatives of South Africa and Israel were making arguments for and against. Do you think that we made a um, good enough case for the members of the International Court of Justice uh, to grant our request for an interim ruling on this matter? You know, Africa, the the truth of the matter is that the 84-page application that South Africa submitted to the court um, is lauded by many legal minds internationally. Uh, Many uh, legal experts and many legal minds have said how impressive uh, the application is, the depth of the application, as well as the the way the argument had been structured um, to demonstrate the situation of the people of Palestine in Gaza, but also to demonstrate the intent that's there with regards to, um, you know, the kind of violence, the organized violence that is being meted out against the people of Gaza. Um, And so people that have already previously uh, brought cases of genocide to the court have said that they are very impressed with the South African submission, uh, that it's very detailed, that it's very good. Um, and so I, I suspect that uh, that the court is going to find in favour of South Africa today. And once it does that, so let's imagine a favourable outcome for South Africa, and I would argue a favourable favourable outcome from for humanity, where there is an order to uh, to to for Israel to announce a ceasefire in order for humanitarian aid to go into Gaza. Is Israel obligated to uh, adhere to that ruling? Well, the International Court of Justice uh, ruling is final. There is no appeal mechanism. There is no higher uh, authority that you can take the matter to. Um, the, the decision is final. So if the court finds it in favor of South Africa, um, then the matter is referred to the United Nations Security Council uh, for enforcement. Um, now, of course, as you know, with the UN Security Council, there's five permanent members but uh, with the court ruling of the ICJ, the issue of veto doesn't feature. 
Um, it's, this is not a resolution uh, from the General Assembly of the United Nations, nor is it a resolution that is sponsored by one of the countries of, uh, of the UN Security Council. This is a ruling that comes from the highest court under the United Nations, and therefore there's no veto. Uh, the United States that usually uh, protects Israel is not going to be able to veto the decision of the ICJ. What the discussion at the UN Security Council is simply going to be, there has been a ruling by the court, we need to respect the ruling of the court, and as the permanent five members, what are we going to do to enforce the ruling? In other words, if Israel decides to ignore, which already the Prime Minister Netanyahu has indicated, mm. that they are simply going to ignore the, out the outcome of the court, if, uh, you know, I, I'm surprised because if that was the attitude of the Netanyahu right-wing government, then why did they send legal representation to the court in the first place? And I suppose that, um, that is the, the, the almost immediate difference between the matter between South Africa and Israel and the matter involving Russia and the um, invasion of Ukraine. Because there is a provisional measure, measure issued by the court uh, for that to come to an end, and yet we still see uh, Russia uh, and Ukraine continuing to be in conflict. Indeed, indeed. And, and that is what, that is what the, uh, the, the great power such as Russia is doing. Um, you know, the thing is that Israel is not Russia. Um, Israel is getting away with what it is doing and the war crimes it's committing only because it has the unconditional protection uh, from the United States of America. And so the question here that's important is, will countries such as France, Russia and China, going, are they going to come to the party and say, well, we're going to deploy uh, military uh, um, ships and, 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 and air forces and so forth to enforce the ruling of the court as opposed to the United States? Oscar, thank you very much indeed for your insights. Uh, Dr. Oscar van Heerden, a senior research fellow for African Diplomacy and Leadership at the University of Johannesburg. Uh, Dr. Naledi Pandu, our Minister of International Relations and Cooperation in The Hague, ahead of that ruling to be handed down by the International Court of Justice. And you best believe the minute we know what's happening there, you will know what the ruling is.